Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. All right, have a seat. Have a seat. We're so glad that you're here. Listen, listen, we're going to... We had two tents up. Man, we had tents. At, at, listen, at 745, it looked awesome. And then that wind that's been bothering you bothered our tents. Okay? And, 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 th- and they went up and they went down. And I know you're thinking, did you anchor them? We were in the middle of anchoring them. <laughs> we had cinder blocks. We were tying them together. And, <laughs> and then the, the worship team stopped worship, ran, saved the cars that were over there. And so we thought, it's too windy today. So, um, anyway, uh, thank you so much. I may use that other mic just because of the wind on this one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and switch real quick. There you go. Thank you. We're outside. What y'all expect? We're just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to, uh, call it an audible. Hey, no, but seriously, we're so glad that you are here, and um, this makes you really grateful for a building, doesn't it? <laughs> Listen, does this make you grateful for a building? And and uh, I tell you, we're so close. Everybody who's worked on the project uh, has done a great job, and I can't wait for you guys to get in there and, and see what God has done. Um, we are uh, it looks like we may do one more service outside, and then uh, we're in. And so um, it rained a lot. Uh, it, we had like 15, 16 inches uh, of rain in the last couple of days. And so um, anyway, they've got most of that done over there. They've got uh, sewer to put in, and then after that, the bathrooms will work. And then, uh, come on, somebody. And so... Um, but everything in here is just, it, it's looking awesome. And I, I, again, I, I'm grateful to you uh, for being here. I'm going to pray and I'm going to jump right into it. And uh, because, because I really do, we've been walking through a sermon series called Welcoming the Tension. Welcoming the Tension. And uh, I, I got some things on my heart that I want to give you uh, as we even talk about Mother's Day. I think it's going to bless you. And so let's pray. We're going to jump right into it. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing. We pray that your presence is here on this ground. God, we thank you that you are moving. We thank you for every mother in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, I I know that we'll have a few announcements uh, when... uh, Devin just went through a few announcements. I do have one more that I want to give you real quick. Uh, Friday, uh, everybody say Friday. Friday, everything has to be out of our old location. And so typically we thought we were going to be doing our launch service uh, this last this next Sunday on the 15th. Uh, and so um, we're hoping that we get occupancy. We're hoping that all that happens. But we went ahead and rented some pods, and we're going to put them on the back over there by the youth wing. And so Friday at uh, 530, uh, we're going to need trucks, trailers. We're going to need some strong 
uh, back. Come on, weak minds. Uh, uh, we're just, we're just going to need some people. And, um, and we're, we got to get all that stuff out of there, clean that up, uh, because we officially need to be done there Sunday night. And so that will give us a couple of days to clean it up and make that look really good. And so uh, it's a transition. Everybody say tension. Anybody felt some tension this week? Anybody felt some tension in your home? Anybody waking up today, come on, felt some tension on Mother's Day? Um, well, uh, I, want, I want to tell you this. Over the last couple of weeks, we have, been, um, we have been unpacking the story of David and Goliath. And we're just going to extend this just a little bit longer uh, because I believe that God's not done sharing a truth with us that I want us to get. David's life is fascinating because he's a public he's a figure in the Bible that wasn't perfect but yet this he had an incredible assurance of who God was and and listen I think that there's a lot of people that go to church for a long time and they're trying to figure out who God is but but he had this incredible assurance of who God was and, and, and look at this. David many times had to deal with the tensions in life. Temptations, life, leadership, parenting, living for God. We look at a few key verses that David wrote. Before we jump into 1 Samuel, look at this. Psalms 16 verse 8. And I'm just going to go quickly because I, I do know that the wind kind of hinders us. But Psalms chapter 16 verse 8, it says this. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Come on, I don't know who needs to hear that today, but, but, but God was David's right hand. And we, we see throughout the Bible that the right hand was significant all through Scripture. In fact, the right hand was the authority, the strength, and the blessing. All in the Old Testament, when, when a king's right hand was, it was always authority, it was always his power, and it was always his blessing. And is it interesting that Jesus in Matthew tells us that he sits at the right hand, come on somebody, of, of God. What did David know about his relationship with God that I feel like for us, if we could get that, knowing that there are going to be days of tension, come on moms, knowing that there are going to be real struggles in parenting and being a wife and, and, and managing the home and managing career and, and all the things that you're dealing with, what, what, what did David know? Listen, look at this next verse. Psalms 127, verse 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain if you rise up early and go to rest late, eating the bread of anxious toil. Anybody had some bread of anxious toil? I, I, like, I, I like Olive Garden's bread. I do like bread. I like Texas Roadhouse bread. Come on, how many y'all, how many, where are my roll people at? Come on, yay! The Bible says that there's a little, there's some bread that you actually don't want to eat, and it's that anxious bread. Am I going to have enough? Am I enough? Will my family be enough? 
Look at this. For he gives his beloved sleep. David knew that house building and sitting, city guarding was what God does. Come on. I need to talk to all of us who are living the American dream and believe that if we just work harder, we'll get everything we want. I need you to know that the Bible tells us that, that, that while that is incredible, it could be in vain. Because God's the one that builds the house and God's the one that protects the city. And I would hate for you to work your guts out for the enemy to come steal it all because God is the one that protects it all. Come on, somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but maybe you, you could rest a little easier and not pace at night over what your kids are going through and what is happening at their school and what's going on with your marriage and what's going on. Because here's what the Bible says, man, if you will trust me, I will begin to move in your life. The Bible says when we seek first the kingdom, he adds it all. And so I want to I want to encourage you a little bit. The Bible says you can just go to sleep. When you put him first, you could just go to sleep. And he blesses your sleep. One more verse that David, and this kind of gives us insight to David's perspective. Not just as a giant killer, but even after that, as he was on the other side. And I believe that today, my assignment today is the other side. Everybody say the other side. See, I believe that tension is the, what God uses a lot in our life to develop our character, to expand our faith, to, to stretch us because He has more to give us. There's more for us. And so listen, you stretch your capacity through tension. Come on. And David is the perfect candidate to talk about the other side because before Goliath, he had private moments with God. He may have had a moment with, with Samuel. He had, had maybe had a, a couple moments with God, but nobody saw it. Nobody knew it. Nobody knew what was in David. And I believe that some of you are on the verge, come on somebody, of breaking in. Just like we're on the verge and we can't really get in the building yet. Come on, we're on the verge. We're like right here, but on the other side, maybe a friend that you been praying for that they're not even here yet on the other side may be a group of strong men we're about to start something called the 318 i'm just telling you i am so excited that was your moment to spend it's like stand up and yell what's the 318 the 318 is when uh lot was what and, and his 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 whole family was defeated and taken captive and Abraham goes back to his 318 men. And the Bible says that they were trained and they were equipped and they were ready. And I'm telling you, with a culture that, that doesn't know how to respond to masculinity, I believe we're going to raise some men here, listen, that can be Soft and strong. You hear what I'm saying? You know, listen. Pure. Pure. Why are you talking about this on Mother's Day? Because that's what mothers want. 
I thought y'all were going to help me on that, ladies. Come on, you got to. Listen, don't, don't make me. Courageous. Courageous. Every man in here, you need to know that your mother probably sees more in you than you see in yourself. And we're going to create a group of, three, of men. And I'm just hard to tell you, well, I want to sign up right now. You can't. It's a year commitment. It'll cost you something. We're not ha signing everybody up. We're going to do discipleship for one year, and then you're going to go do it with somebody else. And we're going to grow, and we won't be 318 in one year. But in 10 years, we'll have 318 men that can go. Do you hear what I'm saying? Come on. David wrote this. Look at this. Psalms 139, verse 13 through 14. For you formed me in my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are the, your works. My soul knows it very well. Come on. I, I know that I'm talking to your mind, but I need to get down to your soul. What does your soul know? When it's dark and it's not going your way and you're frustrated... What does your soul, how does it respond? David knew in his soul, even if there is tension, I've been formed, I've been knitted, I was conceived and held and attached in a womb of love, and we're all here because you had a mom. You may not know her. But you didn't, there's a lot of Disney Plus people, so I just need you to know the storks didn't bring you. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? This is crazy, we're in a crazy season, and people don't know where babies come from. So I'm just trying to help y'all, because I don't want y'all be talking about this, and then say you go to the house and you don't know where babies David is saying that each of you are a gift. And you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were connected to a mother. And everyone here today, listen, has a purpose in your life. Here at the house, we value family. We have mom life. We have parenting. We have a family lane. And if, like, listen, I needed a lot of help with family growing up getting married I didn't see uh, a, a dad in the home and and I just want you to know that if you're in a season where you're like I know we need to take our family to another level I would encourage you to go to the next steps as soon as we're done let them have your name and say listen I want to produce a family come on listen that allows God to build the house okay David understood the other side when he wrote, he didn't just write about his problems. He wrote about the other side. Come on, one more time. Say the other side. Every mother here understands the tension of life. Care versus control. Helicopter parent versus free range parent. Teaching versus training. Come on, like the tension is real. Can someone say the tension is real? The tension of wanting a clean house. But realizing the only way you would have it, have it is if everyone left. 
Someone say the tension is real. Tension. My mom, uh, my mom was not perfect. And no mom is. Can I just say that? Like no mom is. Um, and I think that sometimes we get really hard on our parents. But I just, I, if I could give you just a little thought, here's what I would like to say to you. Uh, everybody is broken. And and we're, we're coming to learn how to begin to let our soul and spirit and past and all that be healed. But we all have triggers and we all have backgrounds. And the goal for, 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 for your parents is if they took from their parents and they were able to double it, to increase. And so let's just be honest. If you're increasing... That's all that matters because it's about increase. It's not about perfection. And so are you doing better than your parents? Did they give you the skills to be able to understand some things, to know about the other side, to give you, come on, some lessons? How many of you got some mama lessons? How many of you, you say them regularly? How many are shocked that you're becoming your mother? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me give you one that my mom taught me. My mom taught me everything is subject to change but the Word of God. She would always say that. She would always say that. Everything is subject to change but the Word of God. You know what I've done in the last month and a half? Thinking about this building? Bonnie, my mom, has been in my head. Stevie? <laughs> everything is subject to change but the Word of God. I want it to change. It's not change. I want it to what she was trying to tell me is you don't get to control everything. The only thing that's going to never change is the word. But circumstances are going to change. Come on, somebody. Friendships are going to change. Locations are going to change. Life changes. But what doesn't change, come on, is the word. Here's the next thing she, she taught me. Uh, is She said, Stephen, Every judgment I've made against people have, has come back and bit me in the butt. That, that was that's what she said. So like, can you say butt in church? I'm going to say it again. Uh, every judgment I made against people has come back to bite me in the butt. And, and, and what she meant by that is she would judge people who were parenting their kids. And then her kids did what? She would judge people who didn't manage their money. And then she would judge people who got divorced. And then, and you know what? She said, Stephen, if you can learn anything from my life is realize there's a lot that you don't know about other people's experience. And if you will just hold off on judgment... And pray for people and not condemn them. Come on, does that make sense? And I need you to know, come on. Because we all take snapshots of people's lives and go, well, if I had that, here's what I would do. If that were my kid, here's what I would do. If I was in that job, here's what I would do. If I had their talent, here's what I would do. And all I need you to do is, what are you doing with what you have? Because it's a whole lot easier to assess somebody else's life 
than to fix your own stuff. Come on, somebody. That's actually a culture because of that lesson that has helped our church not be so judgmental. It's because I understand that everybody has a background. And you know what? We're not called to fix people. We're called to see the Holy Spirit change their life. That doesn't mean that we say everything goes. We're going to hold a standard. Does that make sense? But we realize that there are triggers and things in people's lives, and it's going to take people some time. Come on. The tension of Mother's Day. It's crazy in our society that even Mother's Day, you know, Years ago, people were coming after fathers. The last 15 years, Father Day, Father's Day has been a, do we celebrate it, do we not? Do we send a card, do we not? And our culture's been very, ugh, on fathers. And now it's starting to spill over to moms. I just want you to know that our culture will never be satisfied. And so I just want you to think of this. You may have had a wonderful mom. And you may be in a season of motherhood. Come on, where are all my young moms? Young moms, young moms, young moms, come on. Exciting. And you are in the full of it. The full of love, laughter, and long days. Come on, somebody say amen. But some in this place on Mother's Day, maybe you lost a son or a daughter. And... Mother's Day has a sadness. There's an overtone of sadness because you never thought that you would live longer than your children. Maybe some people in this place um, have been in a season of prayer because they want to start or expand their family and Mother's Day has a little shadow. It's overshadowed by a little pain. Maybe even you have been watching on Facebook or social media and you've seen the tension of motherhood in our culture as the role of motherhood is starting to be devalued. And it would be better for you just to focus only on a career because is children worth it? but I want you to know that there's another side. And all of the feelings that we are processing may be real, but I came to talk to a group of people about the other side. In all of these examples, there is another side. David shows us that we don't run away from the tension, but we actually run to rely on God. And whatever you're facing today on this Mother's Day, I need you to know, listen, that you can run away from this day or you can run to rely on God. Come on, does that make sense? David was face to face with Goliath, something terrifying. And yet, on the other side of slaying what was horrifying, on the other side of slaying, listen, what was terrifying were these three things, and I want to give them to you real quick. Influence, insight, and increase. 
influence, insight, and increase. On the other side of your tension will always be, come on, listen, influence, insight, and increase. Look at this, 1 Samuel chapter 17, 51 through 52. I'm just going to read it to you. And David ran and stood over the Philistine and, and took his sword, drew it out, killed him, cut off his head, Goliath. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah, look at this, rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines. Why is that important? Because for 40 days, everyone had stopped. None of the men had moved. Nobody was doing any fighting. All we were doing was watching. But I can tell you that if you'll make it through your tension, come on someone to the other side, you have no idea the people that you will motivate to say, we can go. We can do it. If they made it through it, we're going to make it through it. Your influence will go up. People will start saying, how did that not kill you? How did you not end it all? How did you just not drive your car right off the bridge? But there is something that happens when you make it through to the other side, what, 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 what do you think David was thinking? As he is here, picking up Goliath's head, and all of a sudden, everybody who was scared, intimidated, and unmoving finally started moving. Come on, can you just see the epic movie? Come on, like, this is, this is in game. Everybody's here. Come on. Who is going to get moving if you make it to the other side? What family member is going to get moving if you make it to the other side? How is your influence, come on, somebody going to go up if you make it to the other side? People who were pushed to the sidelines are now pursuing freedom. That's what happens when you make it to the other side. Other people go with you. Insight. Insight. Jesse was a lot of things. And Jesse may have taught him how to do a lot. But the one thing that Jesse could not teach David is how to be king. David was anointed. But can I tell you? Even if you're anointed to be a worship leader, a pastor, a businessman, even if you're anointed to be a great father or a great mother, you're going to have to have someone teach you because you can't just figure out everything autonomously. You're going to have to have a teacher in life. There's going to have to be some humility, and you're going to have to have someone give you a little perspective, a little insight. And I need you to know that on the other side of Goliath was a one-on-one -on -one mentorship with the only king of Israel. Maybe you've been so frustrated that you want to give up because you know what? I'm supposed to be anointed. I'm supposed to be king. This guy's got me out of here killing giants. This ain't nothing that I thought it was going to be. But you're going to have to get past the tension and get to the other side before. Listen, listen. On the other side, sure, is there's victory there. But there's also a lot of learning. Because you just have taken more territory. And so listen. For the rest of your life, if I could tell you one thing, you got to stay teachable because you're going where you haven't been. You're going to, come on, listen, right now I'm always talking to people who have adult children. I'm always like, okay, 
tell me how you do this. Because I'm on the verge of just messing it all up. I want to control, and yet I know they need to be free. And how do you do that and not think every one of their decisions are stupid? Can you help me? Come on, does that make sense? Like, your whole life, you're going to have to get insight. David, even though King Saul wasn't perfect, he was under a king. Listen, what did he learn? Protocol. What did he learn when the king comes in, when the king doesn't come in? What the king says, what the king doesn't say. How does he act? How does he not act? How does he conduct business? How does he make decisions? What, what does he? Jesse couldn't have taught him that. And I need you to know if you'll make it to the other side, the dream that's in your heart that you don't know how to get out, God may connect you with someone that can unlock just another piece of that in your life. You need to make it to the other side. Come on, someone say the other side. The weight of the farm was small in comparison to the weight of the kingdom. David knew how to work on a farm, but he didn't know how to be king. And I believe that as you're moving to the other side, listen, in increase. It's going to lead you to increase. On the other side of victory was increase. Nobody knew who David was. And then all of a sudden, increase happened in his life. He stepped into covenant friendship, family, favor, stability. I don't know. I know it's been hard. And I know it would be easy to leave your family, leave the church, leave the this, leave northwest Arkansas. Just leave, 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 leave. But I'm just telling you, if you will embrace and welcome the tension in your life on the other side, may Maybe the increase that you're looking. God is not a lotto God. Come on, somebody. You ain't seven. Come on, seven. Come on, back door, little Joe. Let's go. Woo! You're going to have to face it. You're going to have to allow God to go before you. And on the other side, on the other side, I've had to do a lot of checking over the last couple weeks with my heart. Because, can I just be transparent with y'all? A lot of my prayers have been, God, if you love me. <laughs> Come on, is this, is this, too, is this too much? This is, and I can always tell when my soul is starting to be unhealthy. Because all of my prayer requests are about requests. And it's not about, God, you're enough. Like, God, you're just enough. Because if I believe that God is enough, then he'll go before me. And he's the one that builds the city. And he's the one, come on, somebody, who protects the gates. He goes before me, and he protects the gates. He goes, and so I just want to challenge you for just a second. If you find yourself only in request mode when you spend time with God, your soul may not be where you think it is. You know, four or five times I've said it's not about the building, but most of my prayers have been about the building. And so I've had to go, dang, dang, kind of creeped up on me. You know what I'm saying? Kind of came up on me and, and then I was praying and I was, and he was like, hey, it's not about the building. I was like, oh my God, you're right. Come on. I just want to encourage you a little bit on the other side. On the other side. 
is increased. Let me give you the verses that I got this from, and then we're going to wrap this up. Are y'all good? Everybody good? All right, good? Okay, here we go. First Samuel 17, 51, and David ran. Oh, I already read that one. Uh, rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines. So everybody ran, and they, they ran to uh, Elkron. I'm going to go ahead and move down to 1 Samuel 18, verse 1 through 3. And as soon as he had finished speaking, so, so basically, I'm going to paraphrase what happened, is after David killed Goliath, Saul was like, yo, who's this dude? Bring him here. Who's his daddy? And, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and they brought David, and here is what they're about to do. I want to read this to you. Speaking to Saul. The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. Jonathan loved him as his own, and Saul took him, David, from that day and would not let him return to his father's house. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And we know that, that as, as this started to happen, he got married. His family expanded. There was all of this that started happening. And I am just telling you, listen, you don't know the increase that is coming on the other side we don't know listen on the other side of actually getting into the building legally uh, I believe that increase is coming I believe more territory is coming here's the deal the Bible teaches us that we are going to experience rain and sunshine heavy and light losing and winning Unmet expectations and answered prayers, loss and gain, need and provision, and there is tension in this life. And all I'm trying to tell you is what are you going to do with that tension and are you going to get to the other side? Here's my story. I was adopted from a foster home at six months old. And just in the last two years, Katie and I have gotten a small glimpse of my birth parents and their story. Katie connected with my biological half-sister, and we learned that I have three other siblings. Uh, my older sister was raised by my grandmother, and I was in, listen, uh, I was my biological mother's second child, and she was away from her family. She had had a relationship with a man. She told that man that she was pregnant and he disappeared. She, she thought that, that they were going to get married. She was in a new place, surrounded by nobody, no money. She was another state away from her family, pregnant without support. And she found herself in a difficult time, a difficult situation. And at that time, Abortion was available option. I don't know what my biological mom, uh, I don't know what her reasons were for putting me up for adoption. But I can tell you this. As we begin to unpack this, here is, I want to talk about this because our society is talking about abortion. I want to talk about it. And, and, I, and there is reasons why it is easy not to talk about it with a massive groups of people. Because someone may have been affected by it. Someone may have experienced it. 
someone may, and I get it so sensitive, but if you, you would allow me for just two or three minutes to step into this, I just want to talk about it, and I want you to wait till I get to the end before your emotions go all over the place. So will you, will you do that? Will you just let me talk it out with you? Here's the thing. If you remember in the Bible, there were two instances where kings annihilated children who were under two. Because of those children were a threat to the king's power. One instant Moses was spared, the other one was Jesus. Over 63 million abortions have happened since Roe versus Wade in 1973. That's when the law changed in the U.S. And my mom, and I'm not saying she was a great person, like I literally don't know any, hardly anything. I've, I've never met her. But I know I was spared. And in no way am I making her out to be a saint. But on the other side of her tension gave me a chance for influence, insight, and increase. And that, that, my mom's, who I've never met, decision to do what was hard, okay? She had, had me and put me up for adoption. We wouldn't be here today Come on. Your families wouldn't be here today. And I'm not saying that you wouldn't be thriving and be somewhere else. We just wouldn't be together because I wouldn't be here. And then I started thinking over my staff. I started thinking about, man, I got, man, last night about 1.30 because I've been so busy this week. Now I just started crying. I started thinking about Devin's life and how he's been spared. And then I thought, started talking, thinking about Silky Smooth over here. Stephen Hill, and I thought about how his life was spared, and I started thinking about Mitch and how his life was spared, and Alexis, and every one of our life group leaders, and all of our people, and, and I started thinking about every one of you individually, and how your life, come on, somebody was spared, and I need you to know that on the other side, there is a victory, and I'm not telling you that it's going to be easy, and I'm not telling you that there isn't going to be nights where you're going to be wondering what's going on, but I can tell you, listen, if you let God build the house and protect the city, there is another side. And I realize that there's a lot of tension with this topic because you could talk about abuse and rape, concern for a mother's health. And the heart behind protecting life has never been condemnation. But to help us see God's perspective. Just because the culture is loud doesn't mean it's right. God has a creative purpose for every life. For children, for women, for men. And it's motivated out of love. And what we saw in COVID is you can either be motivated out of love or you can be motivated out of fear. I am not talking about we love health care. Don't trip and think that I'm naively saying something else. All I am saying is that 
Our culture pushes fear because our culture pushes control. And God pushes love and is like, it may be hard and you may face some giants, but on the other side, I got more for you. Come on, does that make sense? Come on. Without God's perspective, David would have never been able to stand against the giant. And I get it, there are real problems pushing people into what they think would be better, safer, easier, more responsible. If we just, you know, had this child and we we aborted it. And and, and listen, I am not, and I just want to make sure that just because our church teaches this biblically, that we are not judgmental. Come on, you have no idea. Let me bring back what my mama told me. Every time I judge someone, it bit me. We are going to be people that love people no matter what. And if God can, uh, 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 if we can ask God to forgive us and he do that, we believe that he can forgive an affair. Come on. We believe that he can forgive embezzlement. Is this right? Y'all, some of y'all are like, can he? Yeah, yeah, he can. I mean, like, you, you unsure? We believe that God can forgive sin, right? Then God can forgive a moment when we made a decision based on limited perspective. And I don't want anybody in our congregation, listen, under any shame. I want you free. I want you free. I want you free to be able on Mother's Day not to look down or avoid it. I want you to realize that God repairs the breaches and He heals and He mends. Come on. Come on. Does that make sense? And so I just want you to know we're not going to be the church that throws stones. But we are going to be the church, listen, that teaches our people how to navigate culture. Come on, is this good? God is still bigger than our problems. And He still makes a way where there seems, come on, listen, to be no way. And if you are here today, And, like, you've experienced this up close and personal. You are not rejected today. You are loved. You are loved. And there would be a day that I'll preach on porn, and I'll need to tell the men or women you're loved. There will be a day that I will preach on how you control your mouth. And someone will have blown it right before they came to church. And I will tell them that you are loved. And if you have something like this in your past, you are not rejected. You are loved. Come on, you hear me. The message is not about judgment. It's about aligning our hearts and minds with God's word. The view of forgiveness and grace extends to everyone. The word says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. No decision in your past is bigger than the power of God to save you.
the Bible says that we can all repent. And here's what I need you to know. I hope that there's one thing that you get good at is repentance. Because on the other side of repentance, come on, is increase. On the other side of repentance, listen, listen. On the other side of repentance is insight. On the other side of repentance is influence. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it says that we can repent and turn to God. Repent and turn to God. Come on. And the Bible says that times of refreshing can come. Our nation needs a time of refreshing. And you may need a time of refreshing. And I want you to understand that there is tension. But the only way to heal hurt, remove shame, and bring humility is to surrender. We can lay down arguments. We can lay down past decisions. We can repent. My goal is that on the other side, you see victory. Come on, we're going to turn this up. And I want to pray with you. Come on, come on. We're going to just play this over you for a second. If you need to repent, I don't care what it is. Today's the day to do it. Temptation, sin, past. Come on, all over this place. God, heaven is open and he wa God's wanting to restore. God's wanting to heal. God's, God's wanting you to make it. Come on, on the other side. Because on the other side, there's some victory. And so if you're here today, and we're just going to turn this up just a little bit more because I don't want the neighbors to call anybody. But, 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 but if you're here, and come on, there is something that you said last week, you did last week. There's something that you're holding against someone, and you just need to repent. Come on, right where you're at. I don't care what it is. I want you to stand up, and I want you to just tell God I repent right now. Come on. Come on, if that's you. Come on, one, two, three. Let's go. Let's go. I need to repent. I need to repent. Come on, I just need to repent. Come on, church. I just need to repent. Come on, I've been judging people. I've been judging people and I need to repent. Come on. Come on. I've been angry. I've been stressed. I've been, come on, we're just going to, come on, God. Come on, pray. you pray. Father, forgive me. Father, forgive me. For my attitude, for my vein, come on. Maybe someone here, you've been trying to build and protect your city, and you can't, and you need to repent. You need to take yourself, your ideas, and your degree off the table because you're trying to do it all yourself. Come on, just repent. You've been trying to build your house, control everybody. You're hovering. And you're actually squelching love, but you think you're not. Come on, just repent. Just, God, I, for, I ask for your forgiveness. Father, I thank you for all of the people here. Father, I thank you that you're cleaning house. God, I thank you that you're aligning perspective. I thank you that on the other side of this tension, God, there is victory to set captives free. And Father, I pray that every ground that the enemy has tried to take, in Jesus' name, we take it back. 
we take it back. God, we thank you for what you're going to do, and we praise you. Come on, in this place, everybody, come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, stand up. Come on, keep that going. Come on. Come on, y'all stand up with me. Come on. Come on. Come on, can we just lift your hands to the Lord for a second? Come on, can you just worship the Lord? I know you don't know the song. Come on, just come, come on, just just praise him yourself. Come on. Come on. Come on, just pray out loud. Come on, give him your day. Give him your week. Come on, give him. Father, right now, I, I thank you for this body. The name of Jesus. And I pray that whatever tension they're going through, known or unknown, Father, that you would break it. Father, that you would give them the strength, the authority, and the blessing. Father, we thank you that you put your right hand of blessing on us. And Father, I think that things are broken now in Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said, amen. Y'all give the Lord a big hand clap. I want to do one more thing, and then we're going to be done. You can fade that down just a little bit. Don't let it go away. Listen, I just want to say on Mother's Day, uh, my wife just does an incredible job of loving people. And uh, she is, she is uh, so young, so young, but she is a mother of this house. And she, and I just, I just want you to know that, you know, she takes that seriously. And you may or may not have had a conversation with her, but that doesn't mean that you have not been on her prayer list. And she's calling your name before the Lord. And so before we ended, I just wanted to honor her. Come on, give her a hand one more time. So here's the thing. Friday, 530. Uh, I know you want to come. Guess what? You get to use your truck and your trailer. Come on, big boy. Listen, and, and, and we want you to come help us. We're going to get this stuff over here. Also, just know that everything that's out needs to be put up. We love you. Come on, high five two or three people and tell them thank you for coming to the house. Y'all have a great Sunday. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.